We have three separate cases out of Clearwater, Florida, or in its vicinity, where I've coined the name the Clearwater Three. They are all different, different women, different cases, different homes, different lives. They don't know each other, but together they share one small commonality. So we will go over all three cases consecutively to unveil that one piece of the puzzle. This is the Missing Found Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Harlow. Before we get into the case, I have a few details to share about the show. The Missing Found is a true crime podcast focusing mainly on unsolved missing person cases in the Black community. The cases that I cover have either gone cold, have little to no media coverage, or have gone without conclusion. You can follow the show on Instagram at The Missing Found or on Medium at The Missing Found to read our original script. I also would like to mention that we have a case suggestion form in the show notes or description box that you can complete to submit your case suggestions that are of the Black and Missing. We have a Patreon that's now available for you to become a member in our private community to discuss cases deeper beyond our case analyses through live discussions, ad-free episodes, gain complimentary access to our original script, early releases and bonus content, and much more that's exclusive for members only. The show is now available on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. I ask that you please like, share, and subscribe, and comment to share your thoughts on this case. This is case episode 11, The Disappearance of the Clearwater Three. Margaret Dash, Rita Heyer, and Danielle Johnson. Victim One, The Disappearance of Margaret Dash. Margaret Dash went missing on Friday, June 14, 1974 from Clearwater, Florida. Margaret R. Dash was born on December 13, 1935 and lived in Clearwater, Florida. Sometime throughout the day on June 14, she had left her home to purchase medicine for a sick relative. To run her errand, she used her teenage daughter's car that day. Oddly, she never returned home. Her husband found this odd, and because she didn't call him to say she would be out or out late, nor has anyone else seen her or heard from her. Margaret's husband immediately filed a missing persons report and took a polygraph test, which he passed and was ruled out as a suspect. A month later, there was a shocking discovery. The vehicle that Margaret drove that day was found abandoned in a parking lot in St. Petersburg, Florida which is a 50-minute drive from Clearwater. Now, her just seemingly vanishing without a solid trace of her whereabouts was quite bizarre because she left behind $8,000 in her checking account. This can conclude that she most likely did not just run off to start a new life, or did she? Prior to disappearing, some strong information was revealed. The Dash family has some marital issues with infidelity and Margaret was having an affair with the minister at their church. The man in which she was having the affair with had reached out to her husband and informed him of the affair and apologized. However, the relationship continued on for several months after. Once Margaret decided enough was enough, she wanted to end it, 
Margaret revealed to her husband that when she tried to break off the relationship with the minister, he did not take it well and threatened to kill her. From there, Margaret has never been seen or heard from again. At the time of her disappearance, Margaret was a 38-year-old female, African-American, stood at 5'6", and weighed 142 pounds. Margaret was last seen wearing a black and white checkered pantsuit, white sandals, and a white gold ring set with one large diamond surrounded by several smaller diamonds. The vehicle that she was driving that day was a 1970 Oldsmobile Cutlass with Florida license plate number 4W50436 and a missing left front hubcap. Margaret would be 87 years old today. If you have any information or leads on the disappearance of Margaret Dash, her current whereabouts, or any information concerning Margaret, it should be directed to the Clearwater Police Department at 727-562-4080. Victim 2. The Disappearance of Retha Hires Retha went missing on Wednesday, December 29th, 1982, at age 43, from Pinellas County, Florida. Retha Lee Hires, nicknamed as Lil Baby, was born on August 12, 1939. Retha was last seen while driving away from her residence at the Breakers apartment in Largo, Florida. Just as you can imagine, nearly identical to the other case of the Clearwater Three, she didn't return home. In fact, she was never seen again. Retha's car, however, was found three months later in March 1983. Retha was a wife and a mother of six that both she and her then-husband shared. She and her husband at the time had married shortly before she disappeared. They were in a relationship and lived together for 25 years. A few months before she seemingly vanished, her boyfriend and father of her children, which later became her husband, found out that Retha had been seeing someone else. After he found out, Retha attempted to take her life. Thankfully, her attempt was unsuccessful. Both Retha and her boyfriend decided to get married under the belief that she cut ties with the man she was having an affair with. This is where things go cold. Retha left her home on December 29th to run errands to the store to purchase some laundry detergent. I want to mention that she didn't take any clothes or personal belongings with her to assume she was going to wash clothes at a laundromat, had plans to stay out longer than expected, or that she was running away from her six children in New Union with her husband. Retha's daughter, Dana, recalls at age 14, seeing her mom standing at the door waving goodbye. That was the last time Dana saw her mother. A few days later, Retha's husband received an odd letter from what was supposed to be Retha saying that she had left him to be with the man she had an affair with and wanted the children to stay with him. From there, her husband had went to the man, assuming his wife was with him because of the letter. The man told him that Retha had left with a white man. From there, Retha's husband has sought and was granted a divorce from Retha Heyer on the grounds of adultery. Retha has never been seen or heard from again. At the time of her disappearance, Retha was a 43-year-old woman, African-American, stood at 5'1", weighed 130 pounds, 
with black hair and brown eyes, and her ears are both pierced. Retha wears eyeglasses, her nickname is Lil Baby, and her maiden name is Ingram. Retha also had an unspecified medical condition. She walks with a limp and has surgical scars on both knees. Retha would be 83 years old today. If you have any information or leads on the disappearance of Retha Lee Hires, her current whereabouts, or any information concerning Retha, it should be directed to the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office at 727-582-6200. And our final case, Victim 3, The Disappearance of Danielle Johnson. Danielle went missing on Wednesday, April 4th, 1989 at age 21 from Pinellas County, Florida. Danielle Chrisham Johnson was born on November 14, 1967 and resided in Largo, Florida. She was last seen leaving her home to attend class at St. Petersburg Junior College in Clearwater, Florida. However, she never arrived to the school or attended class that day. Later, Danielle's vehicle was found abandoned behind a Hardee's restaurant between Belcher Road and East Bay Drive in Largo, Florida. A call came in from a black male who identified himself as Johnny Bailey. The call was to a towing company to report a vehicle that was having issues and needed to be towed. The caller, Johnny Bailey, has never been identified. When the tow truck arrived, the driver noted that the only issue the vehicle had was a loose battery connection and nothing else was wrong. But the man who reported the vehicle was nowhere to be found. So who really reported the vehicle for tow? And why? How would this alleged Johnny Bailey know the vehicle had issues or a loose battery connection? After Danielle did not return home, two days later, her father reported her missing. Now, on that same day, her father received a strange letter that stated she was involved with drugs and moving to Orlando to straighten out her life. The letter was written as if it was directly from Danielle. I want to also mention that handwriting experts examined the letter and concluded that Danielle did, in fact, write the letter. During the reporting, a friend of Danielle claimed that a man she was in a relationship with had gave her money expensive gifts, and a car. Now, her parents knew about the car, and at the time, they instructed her to return it to the man. Danielle's parents shared that shortly before her disappearance, she wanted to end the relationship, but Danielle's attempt to dismantle things did not go well. She informed her father that the man she was in a relationship with said he could make people disappear and told her mother that he also threatened her. Police had approached the man in question, and he told police that she was involved with coke trafficking and possibly moved to Orlando, Florida. Danielle was never seen or heard from again. At the time of her disappearance, Danielle was a 21-year-old African-American female, stood at 5'5", weighed 122 pounds, had brown hair, brown eyes, and pierced ears. It is not publicly known what exactly Danielle was wearing the day of or the description of the vehicle she was driving when she disappeared. Danielle will be 55 years old today. If you have any information or leads on the disappearance of Danielle Johnson, 
her current whereabouts, or any information concerning Danielle, it should be directed to the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office at 727-582-6200. So, the common denominator. You just heard the final case in the Clearwater 3. I know what you're wondering. What exactly is that one commonality? Well, the man that these women were in a relationship with is Cleveland Hill Jr., an asphalt contractor and a former minister at the Dash family's church, the first victim in this series. Cleveland was in a relationship with all three women at different time periods, with him being with Margaret Dash sometime in the 70s, Rita Heyer in the early 80s, and Danielle in the late 80s. After researching what little details there are available for all three women, I noticed that the commonality they shared is that they all wanted to end things with Cleveland. They no longer wanted to be in a relationship or have an affair with him, tried to break things off, and they just ended up vanishing while going on with their normal daily duties in their life. Margaret was heading out to purchase medicine for a sick relative. Rita was leaving to buy laundry detergent. And Danielle was headed to her college to attend class. Neither women ever returned home nor have been seen. The thing about this case is, Cleveland was not in hiding. He didn't do this in secret. The husbands knew or knew of Cleveland, and Danielle's parents knew of him since they instructed 21-year-old Danielle to return the vehicle he gifted her to him. The Dashes knew Cleveland because he was a minister at their church. Cleveland also seemed to have facilitated the letters that went to Rita's husband and Danielle's parents. Both letters were either the women saying they are involved in drugs and moving to a nearby city, or they're leaving their husband for Mr. Hill. According to the handwriting expert, the letter was in fact written by Danielle, but nothing has been said about the letter allegedly from Rita. I can't confirm if the letter was written by either woman, but if I had to take a guess, more than likely, it was falsified or they were coerced in doing it. I, I just don't know. Cleveland Hill Jr. has a long-standing history of violence, crime, and incarceration. He had served a prison sentence for two counts of assault after he shot his wife and mother-in-law in 1968. In 1992, he was convicted of trafficking, drug trafficking. Cleveland was also released from prison in 2008 and has since died in Virginia. Florida may have had a serial killer on their hands. Though there is no proof that we know of that the women are no longer with us, we cannot rule out the possibility that they still may be out there or Cleveland just so happens to not be involved. Do I believe that? No. I do believe he is involved, just off his track record, and he is what all three women had in common, and under identical circumstances. The Clearwater Three did not, or do not, know each other. Authorities have found no connection, and only with the exception of their relationship with Cleveland Hill. So many differences, but that one common denominator. There is no coincidence that they all disappeared, had a relationship with the same man, and are unfound, even still today. I think now, at this point, 
We want to know what happened, how it happened, and where are they today? Foul play is suspected in all three cases, all of which remain unsolved, open, and very, very cold. As always, please be safe, be vigilant, and always be aware of your surroundings. May God bless and keep you all. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Matthew 10.16